So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you are listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley and rachel griman each week a new episode will air to help you grow your business by winning more bookings maximizing profits and breaking through your limiting beliefs. Today, we are going to give you some super actionable things that you can do right now. Five simple things that you might be missing on your website. I love this. It's going to be quick, it's going to be tight, and it's going to be something you can fix today. Those are three of my favorite things. Same. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Quick, tight, easy to fix. Let's go, baby. All right, so we got five of these. Um, and, and this is, I I love the practicality of this, uh, chat, uh, podcast listeners, as you are, uh, taking note of this episode, as you're listening to it, my encouragement to you is when you, um, like my default is I'm listening to a podcast, I'm listening to an audio book and I hear something really good. And then I just keep listening and I keep listening and I keep listening. The end of the episode happens. And I was like, man, that was really good. There was some really great stuff there. And then I don't get around to doing nothing. My request is, especially in an episode like today, where there's five distinct takeaways. All right. When you hear one, maybe the first one, you're like, yeah, I got that. Good. Perfect. Validate yourself. Small win. Give yourself that pat on the back. You get to number two and you're like, ooh, I should do something about that. Pause the episode. Pause it right there. Take out your phone, a little to-do list, a note, whatever you do, and just jot down the thing that you are going to take action on when you're in front of your computer. Because Rachel's right. These are super easy, very quick things uh, to go ahead and make sure are uh, taking place on your website. Yep. And the first one is the easiest one. A lot of you are lacking your email address. Um, And I know this because for a long time on our submission form, I didn't have people put their website URL. So it would just be their email. And so if I couldn't easily find their website, I would have to try to match the websites I would find to the email that I had. And a shocking number of photographers don't have their email listed anywhere on their website because I think the assumption is, oh, they'll contact me through my form that will come into my inbox. Then they'll get an email back from me. Or maybe some of you are trying to not get your inbox flooded. But fact of the matter is sometimes people need to reach out to you or they don't know if their inquiry falls into what should be in the contact form, you should just have it on there. You should have it in the footer. You should have it on the contact page. You should have it easily accessible so people can contact you. I've had a number of opportunities to show up in my inbox, not in a contact form, but just right. in an inbox uh, for mm-hmm. people grabbing my email and, and reaching out. 
can totally. we talk briefly about emails just for a second? And a little mini tangent here. Can I yeah, encourage? I know what you're <laughs> maybe we'll see. Can I encourage all of you Gmail users out there? I knew it. Or at Yahoo. <laughs> Listen, my my buddy, I'm gonna put my buddy Benny on blast. Benny, I'm not gonna put your last name out there, but this is I'm thinking of you right now, my dude. And I know you're killing it, and this is probably the last of your concerns right now, because you're doing so damn good. However, every time I send you a, a referral, a lead, Benny. I got to send it to such and such and such photography at gmail.com. And it's just not, it's not working. It's not working for me. It it's it. When, when your email is at gmail.com, it feels like you are just a person with a camera who happened to set up shop and is going to make a buck this summer. And, and, and maybe that's it's where you're at. It's $6 a month. It's $6 a month to elevate your brand so much. Maybe. Maybe it's not even that because with most domains, they just come with an email address. That's true. They just come with it. So you can just like my, let's go with a style story creative, right? So style story creative, it just comes with, I forget how many, it's like 10 email addresses or something. And so I just have, you know, info at style story creative and it Mm -hmm. goes to my Gmail. Mm-hmm. And then I can mm-hmm. just open up Gmail and I can set up an alias for forwarding or I can just set up an alias where I can just reply inside of Gmail, but I reply as info at mm-hmm. stylestorycreative.com. Just do it. Yeah, just do <laughs> it. And you don't even need the $6. Your domain, and listen, I'm not promising that every domain includes it for free, but I'm pretty sure in 2023, every domain includes it for free. I know Squarespace domains include it. Yeah. I don't know about show it. To show it. Oh, uh, I'm not I sure. So. I don't know who they use, but just check. Yep. Yeah. Worth checking. Yeah. For What's sure. number two, Ben? Yeah. Number two. Number two is I, I encounter this all the time when I'm looking for second photographers. So I have this really great community online. It's my mastermind group. Highly encourage you to go there. And one of the things that I do is every now and then I'll, I'll need a second photographer. Maybe my main one here locally has, they've backed out, they've gotten sick, something like that happens. And so, you know, I will go ahead and I'll post in my group, uh, which is international. You know, there's a ton of people there. It's not just like a local community. But I'll post in the group, I'll be like, hey, I need a second photographer. And then I get a ton of amazing photographers dropping the link to their website. And I go to open up their website. And beautiful work, stunning images, all kinds of gravy. It's so good. And I have no clue where these people are from. I'm like, is, it, is this person even in Florida? Are, Am I flying you in for this? Exactly. Like, what, what is going on? If I don't know, Google certainly don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, your inquiries don't know. Uh, well, well, they're probably not inquiring because they don't know. And so your location is essential. And and not just it needs to be on your website. It needs to be at the top of the fold on the homepage, your location as an H1 tag. Now, I don't want to get too in the weeds here yeah. with that, but it, uh, it needs to be at the top of the fold on your homepage. And again, in your footer, that thing is a dumping ground for everything that needs to be there. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get to the footer here in a little bit, but you're right. The footer <laughs> is the dumping ground. That's a good way to put yeah. it. You know, like, yeah. Just, <laughs> it's so easy. And the more vague you are in your location, I think some photographers do this because they would like to travel. Yeah, and there's they would better like, ways to do it though. There's better ways to do it. So whatever your reason is, it's not a good enough one to not have a primary location. <laughs> whatever your because, reason is, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. 
but it's just so crucial for so many things. Like Ben said, like SEO and to have people find a sense of place when they land on your site. Yeah. So, um, okay. Next one. Okay, real quick. Actually, should, I just, yeah, I, I noticed something in the live chat over in the mastermind, by the way, if you're listening to the podcast right now, this episode is going out months in advance live inside of the group where we can chat with you and, and you get early access to it. So just a quick little plug, hop over to the mastermind group, benhartley.com forward slash mastermind. But, but one of the, the live attendees in the group, they, they just had a question about that. They're like, well, can I put two locations can I list two locations on the homepage? And and the answer is, I mean, sure, you can. You but absolutely can. <laughs> well, it depends on your goals, right? And if your goals yes. is to actually rank, mm-hmm. like yes. to turn yeah. up for a query in Google, like to show up organically on search, then you you should choose one. You mm-hmm. should choose one for that specific page, which is your homepage. Now, it's not that you can't have another one. So, totally. but it just needs to be assigned to another page. So you could have Northwest Indiana, uh, for her example, as the homepage location. And then mm-hmm. you could have a whole other landing page dedicated to the Chicagoland area. And you could speak all to your experience, the, the, all the benefits of that location, the venues, the pro tips, all kinds of stuff. And, and that could be a whole separate page. That could be a blog post that's cornerstone content, you know, that's going to rank really high because you have a lot of information about that specific place in one place on your website. Yeah. But hey, listen, two is better than none. That's what I would say. I'd say two. We'll go two is better than zero. Okay. Yeah. That's two a is more positive than answer than mine. <laughs> All right. Okay, take, some, us, take us number three here. Something else that should be above the fold or very close to the first scroll that somebody gets to is a call to action that leads them to your contact page. Because a lot of people will have some really great copy and just want people to start moving down the page, but they forget the whole goal of this website is to get people to reach out to you. You want people going to the contact page and filling out your form. So you need to direct them there. It is your job as the owner of this website to kind of give people light instruction on where you want them to go. And if you don't call them to action, they might not graduate, like, um, naturally gravitate toward the contact page. So the way we write websites is the first section of copy that they read, there's always a call to action box right below it. And when I say call to action, I mean the little boxes that you can click that say, contact me now, book now, reach out, you know, you can do fun ones, but that first one, in my opinion, should always go to the contact page. Love it. Hey, uh, there was one, there's another question. And, and I bet if someone's asking this question in the group that there's someone listening who has the same question. There's another question uh, that Julie had here about mm. when we were mentioning having your location on the top of the fold homepage. She's like, well, is it better to have something general, right? Like a, a big, like, like my state, like Missouri boudoir, right? Like that's, I cover all the places in Missouri or mm. something more specific, right? Like you, your city, you know, boudoir. Well, again, you've got to assess your goals, um, but you've also got to consider what are people searching for? Are they searching for Missouri boudoir? And if they are, are you willing to travel all over the place in Missouri? <laughs> are you going to even rank for that? I-, I would highly encourage you to think about your like specific location. Mm-hmm. I would say it's better to be seen and identified as an expert in your specific location than it is to like try to listen, we could just play this out even further. Why not just go United States boudoir photographer? Like, why don't we just keep going wider and wider and wider? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's the more general you are, the less like actually valuable it is. 
kind yeah. of all parties. Totally. And the more narrow you get, the less people are searching for that term. So the higher you'll rank for that search term, like I'm from a very tiny town in Pennsylvania. If I did Morgantown PA boudoir photography, I might have three people searching for that term in a month, maybe. So I might be the only person ranking for that. So those three inquiries are potentially mine, but three people searching for a term in a month is probably not enough. So you need to find the sweet spot of broad enough that a lot of people are searching for it, but small enough that you can rank for it. Yeah. And so a lot of people, they'll identify maybe the, the low, like the, the, what am I trying to say? The closest, like, you know, big city, maybe, maybe you're just outside of like Cleveland, Ohio, mm-hmm. and you're in some weird little place that like no one's actually searching for, but right. Cleveland's like, you know, 45 minutes away. Maybe you identify like, okay. Cleveland, Ohio, it is <laughs> like that is right, going to be right. the the main area that I'm going to go ahead and target. That's the one. That is the one. Okay, number You're four. Up, ben. Number four, and we've we've kind of been teasing this this <laughs> footer uh, conversation a little bit, but to have an SEO rich footer, and so as we say this, let's first define SEO. Search engine optimization. That just simply means that when people are, they're searching on the internets, like uh, for something that you turn up for the results that they're looking for. So if someone was searching for something like, you know, uh, Tampa, Florida wedding photographer, we need to give Googles all the cues that we're going to be the best result to show up for that. Right. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of ways that you could do it, but the footer is just one of these small ways uh, that's important. It also is an opportunity for every page of your site to kind of come back to home base. Like the footer will always have the same information on every single page. So it's a nice spot to have your um, social links, your another button for your contact page. Because again, that's the goal of the website, right? To get them to contact you. A brief description of where you're located and what you do. Um, So again, it's kind of like a junkyard of everything you can throw in there, but it also is kind of the unifying piece of every single page of your website that looks the same. Yes. And so there's, there's two things I'd like to share with you. So uh, one is I'll I'll read mine to y'all so you can kind of get an idea of what I mean. Cause it, it, it's not keyword stuffing, but it does get a little like SEO keywordy, you know, and it gets a little technical there, but it also, it is, it is really important for this crazy little thing called local citations and local citations is just all about having consistency. So across like your, um, your name, your area, your phone number, there's like, it's, there's like some different stuff that it stands for. It's all technical. Um, but like your name, your phone number, your location, like your address, uh, to get backlinks like on, you know, Google, my business on yellow pages, those should all be consistent. And then the footer is where you're going to be dropping those. So let me read to you my little footer. Don't copy this. I'm just reading it to you for an example. So you can kind of hear a little bit of like, I'm not trying to be all like, you know, cute with it. It just says style and story is a team of Tampa wedding photographers who value telling your story and creating intentional, authentic, and emotional images. They photograph weddings and engagement sessions and Indian weddings in Tampa, Florida, as well as destination weddings all over the world, right? So you hear Tampa, Florida twice in there. It's just like- A little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have, you know, down in the footer, I've got the name of the business, Don't Start Creative, got phone number, you know. So that's going to be where you're going to want those things to take place. Number, is that number five already? 
That's number four. I have number five. Number five is social proof. And by that, I mean reviews, testimonials, real words from your real clients. Um, And I want to make two points with this. Number one, I guarantee you, you don't have enough of them on your website. And number two, you really shouldn't have them all in one place. I feel like it was a popular design trick on some templates a couple years ago where people will put three reviews right next to each other or sliders of reviews because it looks cool. That is not converting well for you because people aren't going to sit there and read through them or a testimonials page. God forbid, don't do that. Don't have a love notes page, a testimonials page, because it only is a very specific client that's going to sit there and read through every review. What I would rather you do to help your copy convert better is read through your copy and the claim you are making about yourself, whatever you are saying about yourself or your company in your copy, I want you to plop in a testimonial or two is even better on every single page, but standalone, a standalone section with one review that backs up the claim you made about yourself. It's called social proof because it's other people making those claims for you. You can talk about yourself until you're blue in the face. That does not create this same amount of trust as when people's peers are saying the same things about you. If people can see themselves in your client reviews, the hesitations they might have, the questions they might have, um, the experience that they are looking for, if they can see themselves in that review, they are way more likely to trust you. So go through your reviews, make them match the message that you're already putting out there about yourself and put them on your site by themselves. Does that make sense, Ben? It totally does. Uh, On this note, you, you you hit it, but I want to drive it home. Yeah. You said you want them to be able to see themselves in it, you know, their hesitations mm-hmm. or pain points. Um, it, if you're doing this right, you've, you should have identified like your target client, right? Totally. Like before the whole website even gets built, yes. you've identified this is the person <laughs> in an that I'm ideal looking to world. serve. Yeah. And your target client, they have specific pain points. They've got things that they're stressed about. They've got things that they're concerned on that are different than anybody else's. They don't just mm-hmm. want pretty pictures. They've got other things going on in their mind. And so you're going to speak to that, right? You're going to speak to that on your homepage and your positioning statement. You're going to speak to that through the images that you show. But when you're choosing testimonials, it's one thing to have a testimonial that's just like, uh, these are the best pictures ever. I love Rachel. Mm -hmm. Like that's so kind of general. But when Mm -hmm. I was choosing my testimonials, I was looking for the ones that spoke to the specific pain point. Uh, that my target client has. And then I would highlight those. So like, this is when it says like, I could relax knowing we were in great hands. Like a lot of my clients, they're, they're, they're stressed out. They're higher end. They don't want to have to worry about anything. Uh, mm-hmm. So another one says, this was the one thing that I didn't have to worry about. Yes. Um, right? So I'm highlighting those things. And now with that, by the way, some of the testimonials, they get really long, don't they, Rachel? They get kind of oh like gosh, ranty. Yes. And like they say a lot of stuff that is just like, it doesn't matter. It's BS. And it'll be like this big paragraph. Listen, mm-hmm. it's fine to put the big paragraph on like it's just like small text, but do a call out. Identify the one sentence out of that that you like you take out. You leave it in like the little the little section, right? But mm-hmm. you like extract it. 
you put it up above, you make it a much larger headline, whatever it is. And, and that becomes like the hook. It's a, totally. and it's really, it's the only thing that they're going to read, to be quite honest, unless mm-hmm. they're like super engaged with you. Right. Um, Again, you're going to have a handful of those clients that want to read every word and that's fine. Keep the rest of it there for them. Yes. But the point of calling the thing out is so those skimmers see the idea you're trying to promote. Yes. I remember uh, being in the backseat of my grandma's uh, Buick and she used to just have stacks of Reader's Digest in the backseat behind the headrest. And I would open these Reader's Digest uh, books, uh, magazines, I guess is what they mm-hmm. were. They're kind of like these little mini books. I'd open them up and I'd, and I'd I just randomly and I'd read, there'd be like these call outs at the top mm-hmm. of the page. And it would be like from the most exciting, most interesting, it'd be the hook of the story. It'd be like, and, and in moments later, the lion was about to be upon us. And I was right. like, oh my gosh. And now, now I'm reading, read now I'm engaged. This is exactly what you're doing with, uh, with your testimonials. You take the best part you put at the top and people are like, Oh wow. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's keep going. Um, that, that was five, wasn't it? It was, but I feel like if I'm not mistaken, you had a bonus sixth point that you would I like to I do. I've got tell a bonus. everyone. I got a bonus number six. Uh, and it's, it's, it's not for everyone, but it is very important for the few people that it's for. Um, because in my process of doing a lot of website critiques, Um, sometimes I will get to a photographer's website and it is not immediately clear that they're a photographer. Uh, and so you've got to clearly commit, communicate what service you provide. Now, some of you may listen, listen to this and you're thinking, it's very clear I'm a photographer. I show pictures of like a couple on the website. I show pictures of like, you know, a family, uh, in a field on the website. It might not be clear. I get that. It's clear to you. It might not be clear to your client. And now uh, like some of it comes across with like when photography is not in the name of your business or the URL, right? Like I've had people that'd be like Emerald Love uh, Creative. And then I got to the website and the homepage was like this beautiful lay flat with like the invitations and stuff from the wedding. But I was like, wait, do you, are you the stationary artist? And she's like, she's, no, I just like, I love details. My clients love details. Like it's just unclear. And totally. so make sure, uh, like on, on the homepage, if your website, if your business name doesn't have photography clearly in it, mm-hmm. then you let people know that you're a photographer in right. your copy top of the fold homepage. And Ben, I think this is funny because both of us don't have what we do in the name of our business. Correct. Yep. <laughs> so so if you go to both of our websites yep, right, and greenchairstories.com, but the first thing you see on our website when you land on it is copywriters for photographers. Yep. Like that's the first piece of text. I think I'm not looking at it and I'm sure Ben's H1 headline is Tampa wedding photographer. Am I it right? Is. And so it's Tampa wedding photographer, Tampa, Florida wedding photographer. And then, uh, the other thing is like right on top of the image, it says top 10 wedding photographers in America. Right. Yes. So we're not saying you need to change your business model if photography isn't in the name, but it needs to be hella clear right away when they land on your site, that photographer is your title and what you do. Yep. Donna Miller calls this like the grunt test. Yeah. Uh, we we kind of have like wall hacks because for many of us, we just have like photography in the name of the business. Yeah. Right. Um, but like the grunt test is when you land on the website, you should just be able to be like, ah, 
like a caveman should be able to yeah. know very clearly, I heard a photographer, right? Just like yeah. it's a little bit of like a caveman No test. question. Zero question. No ambiguity. Exactly. Man, podcast listeners, thank you for being here. I hope one out of these six at the bare minimum, uh, either, hey, listen, maybe you just checked off all the boxes and you feel really good about yourself right now. I would love that for you. Maybe you've got well, just done. a touch of homework, you know, and that's gravy. Yeah. That's so good. Um, I can't wait to see you on the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. You want to sign us out, Rachel? Yeah. Until we see you next, be kind to yourself. And keep showing up. <laughs>